guys, welcome to another episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. So this week I'm talking about what I feel are the best three investments in time if you want to be learning your instrument in the most effective way possible, basically. I think that, you know, there is only so much time that we have on this planet, you know, to dedicate to something. And for me, these three things are definitely the things that have moved the needle most, that have made me excel as a player, as a musician, in my career. So I hope that one of the, these three ways really speaks to you, uh, challenges you and makes you hopefully take the next step towards where you want to be. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to another A Drummer's Guide to... It's 2019 and I'm super motivated and pumped and I want to get some more information out to you guys. So today I wanted to talk about the different ways of learning an instrument but of course I get to talk about drums. It's the only thing I really know about really and this is inspired by a young girl called Holly who is 16 and she's been playing drums for I think about five or six years now and she basically was looking to further her education, her drumming, she wants to sort of take it up professionally. So I thought that I would, I mean, I've spoken to her, but uh, I thought I may as well address this to other people that this might help. So I just wanted to talk about the different elements of learning for me, the different ways that I have learned over the years. So I'll get right into it. Um, the first way that I would learn about drums was through lessons, quite obvious. Um, one-on-one -on -one lessons. I started having them when I was 11 years old and I would have 15 minutes. Well, actually I would have half an hour once a week and it should have been 15 minutes, but uh, me and my best friend, best friend Cherise, who is also a drummer, still is, plays with Simple Minds at the moment, uh, we would double up on our lessons so that we could get half an hour between us, basically. We, we just wanted to learn so much. We just wanted to get the maximum time that we could. This poor teacher, honestly, I feel so sorry for him. In fact, hello Graham Instral, if you happen to be watching this by some miracle. Oh, and Joachim K. Grieve. If you're watching as well, then yeah. So those were our school teachers. Um, and it was a great start into drumming. We learned like some great basics. And then we got to a point where it became, okay, what's what would the next step be? And my family, Sharice's family, didn't have the knowledge to know what the next step would be. So we sort of searched around and came to the conclusion, well, maybe grades would be a good idea. Um, so... And also the fact that we were only having half hour lessons between the two of us, probably not the best use of time. So it became about, okay, let me find a teacher. I can have an hour a week to myself and focus on doing the grades because at the end of the grades, you would have uh, some UCAS points, which, you know, at least they sort of mean something. As far as we knew, it was a qualification. So that's always a good thing and, you know, families, parents love a bit of a qualification, don't they? Something to show. Um, so then I found the awesome Rob Stevens, uh, the late great Rob Stevens, who I had lessons with for, I suppose, three years and got through the grades. And it, people often ask me, is doing grades, are doing grades a good idea? I think personally, I think they definitely serve a purpose. Um, I... Looking back, I would still do do them again, 100%, but probably with different reasons. I think they're great for 
the discipline of learning something and then working towards it. So if anyone doesn't know about drum grades, I did the Trinity Guildhall grades. Uh, so you learn two pieces that you have to play and then you go in and you have a few uh, tests like they would test you on um, time signature, they would play a song that you would then play along to, uh, the examiner will play piano and you play along with them. Um, I think that's it, I'm sure that there's, oh and rudiments, that's the other thing that you, you have to learn. So it was a really great foundation not just of things like reading music, oh and a sight reading piece. That was the bit that always scared the bejesus out of me. Still does to this day. Sight reading, if you want to see me vulnerable, sight reading. Um, I don't think I'm as bad as I think I am, but I think I'm pretty bad. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think it's great for that sort of foundational level knowledge. Uh, like I say, rudiments. Anything that is covering rudiments and, as I say, you have something to work towards. You have to be at a certain level to pass. So you have to learn this stuff. And, um, yeah, it was just a great sort of foundation. So I think that was really good. Moving on from that, once I'd finished my grades, uh, I think I finished my grade 8 at 15, I thought, okay, well, now I need practical elements, practical skills for the real world. Um, and I decided to move to a drummer, a drum teacher called Mike Dolbear, who I'm still with. You're never going to get rid of me, Mike. I'm really sorry about that. I got my foot in the door and I'm still there 15 years later or whatever. So sorry about that. <laughs> and Mike was great. He still is. He's amazing at pinpointing, you know, your weaknesses and making them stronger. And he's, he's just, he's a phenomenal phenomenal teacher so um but that really works for me it's that that one-on-one -on -one kind of um pinpointing and I mean it's scary sometimes and it's it can be well depending on your teacher because I was going to say it can be debilitating but it's not because although you're shown what where your weaknesses are the amount of support that you get in developing those is immense especially when it comes to Mike I think he's one of the world's greatest teachers, but that's just me. Um, actually, that's not just me, that's many people, but <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about it. So that is the first kind of like blanket uh, subject, I think. Getting lessons is a great thing. Um, it can be frightening, I suppose, doing the one-on-one -on -one thing, because it is a microscope on your playing. If you can get past that and work through that, it's so beneficial. The other thing you can do, if you're not quite ready to jump into that, Maybe drum courses. I, I also go on drum courses whenever I can. So Mike Dolbear runs one uh, Ultimate Drum Experience, which is a week long. Uh, there's another one in the UK called the Freddie G uh, Drum Academy, I think it's called, which again is five days long. Uh, and there'll be a plethora, isn't that a great word? Plethora of different drummers on those courses. So you can get, you know, they'll all be teaching different things. You can get different skills from different drummers and you can kind of see what kind of personality you connect with. Cause that's the other thing, you've got to get the right sort of personality for you. Not one drum teacher isn't gonna work for everyone. For instance, if I had a drum teacher that wasn't happy that I spoke so much, then that probably wouldn't work for me. <laughs> but luckily, like I said, I've got a mic, so it's all good. So lessons, I think that that's a really good um, thing to pursue if you wanna, advance in your ability. The next thing that I'd say to go to is live shows. That can be live gigs, that can be drum clinics or masterclasses where a drummer literally will play for, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half and sort of put across their 
message, their feeling, their theory about something, their approach, you know, very, very interesting. Um, and also interesting because there's obviously tons of other drummers there. So it's great to meet people as well, meet other drummers, which I think is a great thing to do. Um, now with the internet, I mean, honestly, back in the day, I, I mean, I, this didn't stop me, but these days, so good. So the other day I went and saw this band called, uh, sorry, not band, artist called Moses Sumney. Uh, and by the other day, I mean like three months ago. Uh, <laughs> and it was down on the South Bank. And his band, well, he was incredible. His band were also incredible. And I was just looking at the drummer and I was like, I don't know you. And I really want to, I want to be your friend. This is, by the way, any drummers that I know that I've done this to, I'm so sorry, I just can't help it. So I would just be like, I need to know who you are. I just, I have to know, I need to know more about you. I need to hear more of your playing. His groove was amazing. His touch was amazing. Um, his subtlety was incredible. His ability was clearly insane, but he had the maturity to hold it back and play for the song. And anyone that does that, I am just like instantly, in love with and it was the same with this guy so joys of the internet well some people may have seen this i put up a picture of him and i just said who is this drummer i need to know because i couldn't find him i was looking on uh, sorry on social media i was looking just on the internet on google i was doing all that i was looking up his different companies he was playing i was like i i just i don't understand um and luckily someone did come back to me and say i think is this guy B Coombs is what he is on Instagram and he is amazing. So next step for me, of course, not enough just to see that, oh, this is the guy. Okay, I've got to reach out to him. So first thing I always, 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 always do is look at whatever drummer, the companies that they're playing. And if I play the same company, and I'm not talking about if I'm necessarily endorsed by them, but if I just play them, like for instance, Vic Firth. I've always played Vic Firth ever since I was a kid. Uh, admittedly that my first sticks were like a, one pair of Vader tried them didn't like them one pair of uh, Regal tip didn't like them so since I was probably about 12 Vic first so if and Vic sponsors everyone which is great so I sent him a message hey we're Vic first family there we go conversation started and I do that in life as well so drum clinics I'm exactly the same in fact I won't say what I was doing but I was at something the other day and I had it in my head that this certain drummer was going to be at this event. And I just had it in my head, right, they're going to be my new best friend. And that's that. So I looked up their companies just so that I had a way of starting a conversation because I get really nervous and I get really like, Ugh. so, uh, and they were Zildjian. So I, was, I would, if they were there, which they weren't, I would have been like, hey, we're Zildjian family. And I can guarantee you that will get you a hug or at least a, a friendly warm vibe so I'd say just find a way to sort of talk to people and like I say I'm the same at drum clinics uh, and like I say it can be the drummer that's actually playing I will always go over and say like that was amazing and pick out specific things that really spoke to me because you know I think it's it's always nice to give nice feedback anyway and then I will also do this at live gigs I will if I like the drummer I will for sure go and say like that was awesome and by the way sorry I'm not a weirdo just staring at you for the whole gig it's because I'm a drummer as well so because that's the other thing I think I freak people out sometimes um so and then yeah so drum clinics 
yeah and just make sure that you reach out to people from that like there's you can learn a lot just by watching the gig just by watching the drum clinic but if you take it that step further and reach out to people and connect with people and maybe you know get an email address or i don't know get chatting on instagram like i did and just sort of create that connection that in the long term you can create a friendship and you know you can just be learning stuff if you if you want advice you could sort of reach out to them which i've done many a time to many drummers that i know by the way thank you to all of them for being so kind and saying such kind words and like i say i'm going to relay this information as time goes on anyway um the third way that i think is good to learn is the scariest one it is the deepest end one. You will be thrown in at the deep end, but you will learn the most the quickest, definitely. And that's playing live shows. Now, no matter how much you practice in your bedroom or whatever, nothing, nothing, nothing will substitute going and playing a live show because that's the real world and things happen and I think the rule of a professional, the sort of like the measurement of a professional is how they deal with things in the moment. And these can be things going wrong, like say, I don't know, your drum kit's falling apart. Bah, bah, what do I do? We've all been through that. You learn ways to deal with it and you get the job done and you get the song done and then you deal with it and whatever. It's not just those massive things going wrong. It's also things like locking in with another musician they might sort of change the the feel of a song or whatever and it's sort of going with that and moving with it or maybe it's sort of like keeping the time when the singer wants you to speed up and you're like no we're staying here just you know they're rushing and you're like right let's just try and pull these people together relax creating a relaxed environment these are all things that you only really can learn when you're on a gig in the moment the nerves are flying the adrenaline's pumping and yeah there's there's nothing that can really substitute that kind of learning um i quickly just wanted to touch on the kind of live gigs that i sort of how i started out because uh, i'm still learning on every show that i do i learn something new but the way that i started out playing live was i started out going to local blues jams once a week so there were two specific different ones that were in north london when i was growing up one at the fountain one at the three compasses shout out to any of those guys that might be watching this alan savage might be i think that's the only person maybe eddie angel as well but um yeah so that was a massive learning curve playing with complete strangers being put on the spot all you know is that Okay, it's a shuffle in A. Obviously the A, don't care about the A. The shuffle though, I care about that. So okay, let's go and, and moving with people and locking everyone in as best you can. That kind of lesson is honestly, after one blues jam, your skill set, set will go up by like, I don't know, 30%. I'm just making up numbers, but it's good. <laughs> so, and exponentially it will go up as well. Uh, and then after that, well not after that, as well as that, I, at the time I was playing in school bands, like basically every musician that had a GCSE piece to do or an A-level piece to do, 
I wanted to be the drummer playing for them and it ended up being either me or Sharice or sometimes both of us. <laughs> so um, yeah, we would always try and orchestrate it so that we were playing with as many people as we could. We had to be learning as many songs as we could and then there would be also performances in the school. We wanted to be the drummers on that and we kind of made sure that we were, we were just like, we were not ruthless, we were very determined, very determined. And then when I hit 14, um, I sort of had a conversation with my parents and they were saying, well, maybe you should start playing with bands outside of school. Great idea, terrifying idea. So I went on online to um, the, basically the version of what Gumtree is now, it was called Loot. And I looked up bands, I found a band with a female bass player, which I thought maybe that would be cool and maybe that will make it easier to integrate because there's another girl, so it like just in case it's weird, I don't know. Uh, and then I ended up joining a band called Primacy, who I was with for a year and a half, which led to another band called Toy Town Cash that I met and then they needed a drummer so I ended up with them, which then led to Headknocker, which was another band who they knew, and then there was another band called Visit Q, and then that and then I sort of like hit 20 or whatever and then whilst I was playing with those main bands I was playing with tons of other artists in in the interim but I was constantly gigging and joining covers bands and all manner of stuff so it's just about finding ways of learning of excelling your ability basically and like I said I think those three ways you're going to get the most rounded and and good <laughs> experience I suppose so yeah I reckon lessons going to live shows whether that be live music or clinics and also playing live so yeah I hope this helps you um let me know if you have any other questions and um as I say it's wonderful to see you in 2019 I will be back again next week with another episode with another subject and I look forward to seeing you then Alright, lots of love. Speak to you later. Bye. Hope you enjoyed that episode and you really got something from it. And I, like I say, I hope that it really spoke to you in a way that made you think, okay, yes, that is the next step. Because for me, those three things, you know, going to have lessons, playing live and just going and seeing live gigs really has made all the difference. It continues to make all the difference in my learning because at the end of the day, we've all got stuff that we need to be working on and I certainly am one of those people. So with that being said, also, uh, so last week I announced that I'm doing this online course, which I'm affectionately calling the Successful Musician Mindset Toolbox, which is a mouthful and I'm probably going to shorten it at some point. But for now, that's what it's called. And it is a collection of things that I use to get me through those times when I'm feeling insecure, it's when I'm feeling like an imposter, it's when I'm anxious about something or worried and I want to do the best job possible because for most of us our abilities are absolutely fine in the jobs that we're trying to do whether that's professionally or maybe we're playing with someone for free or in a band or whatever but the biggest thing that gets in our way is our mind and our mindset and I I know that that's true for me at least and I can only speak for myself and these are a collection of skills that I've picked up over the years through various things, through experience, through having CBT, through reading tons and tons of books. 
And I've distilled them down to the ones that are most effective for me. And I'm creating an online course currently to give you guys some actionable (laughs) steps that you can do to help you get to where you want to go and and just stop kind of self-sabotaging in your own mind. Because I know that I've done that in the past. I sometimes catch myself trying to do it now. But I have these things in place that I can catch myself and get on the right track, as it were. So it's not quite ready yet, but it is on its way. So if you guys, if anyone listening to this podcast who has been listening to it is interested in this online course, which will be out next year, so 2020, um, then you can sign up to get first dibs on it, basically get all the latest news on it uh, and the release date maybe I may even put in a pre-release date for the special signer uppers <laughs> so if you're interested in that then uh, go to a drummer's guide2.com forward slash toolbox and I'll put a link in the show notes as well just to make it a bit easier also if there are any questions that you have for me any subjects you'd like me to cover then drop me a message let's get chatting uh, just email me at info at a drummer's guide2.com and I think that's all I have to say today I know I'm going to stop talking. Who'd have thunk it? All right. I will see you next week when I'll be talking about success and more than anything, what success means to me and also the importance of defining success and how that makes such a huge difference on how successful you are. How many more times can I say success, 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 success? Oh, try saying that over and over again. Easy for you to say. Anyway, I'm going to love you. I'm going to leave you and I will see you next week. All right. Lots of love you guys. Bye. Oh,